you have your Bibles, find your place, Luke chapter 13, Luke chapter 13. If you've been with us any in the past days, we've been looking at the everyday stories of Jesus. As the Lord Jesus lived on this earth, he shared stories, parables they're called, stories, everyday stories, to illustrate very important spiritual truths. So today we continue in that time that we've had together. The other uh, stories of the Lord Jesus that we've looked at are available to you online if you'd like to look at those. And I encourage you to do that. If you're a guest with us here today, may the Lord bless you. I'm Pastor Mike. We're honored to have you uh, here with us today. Luke chapter number 13. Now we read this everyday story of the Lord Jesus. Now many times people ask the Lord Jesus questions. And then he gave an answer with an everyday story to illustrate spiritual truths. But today the Lord Jesus asks us a question and then he illustrates it. When the Lord asks questions, they're very important. And so let's hear the question of the Lord Jesus and then let's hear his answer to his question. Luke 13, beginning in verse 18. He was saying... What is the kingdom of God like? Now this is the Lord Jesus, red letter words in your Bible. What is the kingdom of God like? And to what shall I compare the kingdom of God? What is the kingdom of God like? And what shall I compare the kingdom of God to? Or what is it, how should I compare it? His first answer, verse 19 the kingdom of God is like a mustard seed, which a man took and threw it into his own garden. And it grew and became a tree, and the birds of the air nested in its branches. And then in verse 20, again he says, And to what shall I compare the kingdom of God? How am I going to compare the, what do I compare the kingdom of God to on this earth that would help us to understand it? Second answer, 21. It is like leaven. The kingdom of God is like leaven, which a woman took and hid in three pecks of, of flour until it was all leavened. Heavenly Father, now bless the reading of your word and may the Holy Spirit of God be our teacher we thank you today for your grace and mercy. We pray for our mission team there in Wyoming today. Bless them and use them for gospel purposes, for Vacation Bible School. We continue to pray for foster children who today, some have been uprooted from their homes and become a foster child. We pray that you might provide the resources that we as a church might volunteer, step forward. Remember Sister Donna and and Brother Greg, who are here representing those who minister and care for fosters, we have a duty, we have a job, help us to do our part as a church. And we thank you, Lord, for those who are among us who are guests. May the Lord bless them. May they experience your riches and kindness. Now we ask, Holy Spirit of God, speak to us all. In Jesus' name, amen. So our focal truth is this, that the kingdom of the Lord Jesus Christ, the kingdom of God. It grows inside of believers. Look, the Lord Jesus spoke about the kingdom of God all through the Gospels. Matthew, Mark, Luke, uh, and John. He spoke about the kingdom of God, the reign of God in Jesus Christ. Jesus came preaching what was called the good news of the kingdom. I declare to you the same thing today. There's good news 
where Jesus reigns. There's good news where Jesus reigns. And we've been seeking to celebrate and praise the Lord today for His great glory and grace. When you become a Christian, you experience the reign of God in your life. Today, the Lord Jesus' focus is upon the Christian growing and the kingdom of God growing within them, inside of them. You see, what's on the inside of you makes a difference on what's on the outside of you. Do you know that? It's not just uh, wearing the right clothes, going to church and the right people saying the right things on the outside. When on the inside you're full of hatred and wickedness and godliness is not there, but ungodliness is in, in its place. That's, that's hypocrisy. But when you have on the inside the reign and rule and the filling of the Holy Spirit of God, what comes out is what it means to be a Christian. What it means to show fruitfulness. So the Lord Jesus confronts us. <clears throat> Here we are midway through this gospel. And now he's talking about the kingdom of God. We're all busy today. You've got a lot of things to do <clears throat> after you get out of here. And some of you have all kinds of affairs that you must deal with. But we talk today about a most important issue. I'm sure that as the Lord Jesus is passing along the way, preaching on the kingdom of God, <clears throat> people had marriages to get ready for. They had anniversaries, celebrations. They had things to do. And the Lord confronts us with this. Are you, are you living under self and Satan's rule or are you living under the reign of God in Jesus Christ? Well, only one of the two is true of you in your life. You see, the kingdom of God is in the Lord Jesus Christ. That's why we call him Lord. The kingdom of God is <clears throat> experienced in the reign of Christ. And that starts on the inside. Oh yes, the kingdom of God is glorious in heaven. Eternally, eternally we sing and praise to our God who reigns sovereignly. But also I remind you that the Lord Jesus Christ who is King of kings and Lord of lords, will come again to this very earth, put his feet on this earth again. He will reign <clears throat> from Jerusalem for a thousand years. He will serve and then the end will come. A new heaven, a new earth. We pray your kingdom come. What is that prayer in the disciples' prayer? It's for the kingdom of the Lord Jesus Christ to be experienced on this earth. But it first begins inside of you. The kingdom of God. This is almost unbelievable. The kingdom of God inside of me. Yes. That's what the Lord wants us to understand today. He gives us three different ways to understand the kingdom of God. He gives us the idea, verse 19, of a mustard seed. So I have three observations. Two of them made it to the screen, but I'll give you the third. Number one, the kingdom of God grows. Now notice my words. I've picked them very carefully. The kingdom of God, the reign of Christ, grows inside the mind of everyone who receives Jesus Christ. I want to talk to you for a moment about your mind. And we see that in, it's a mustard seed that a man takes, verse 19, and throws into his garden. Number two, the kingdom of God shelters everyone who trusts in Jesus Christ. It's like a wonderful bush, a bush. Here, it's a mustard seed that grows into a bush, a tree-type bush. 
and gives protection. And then the third, the third observation that didn't make it to the screen is verse number 21. The kingdom of God fills the inside of everyone who believes. It fills us completely. It affects the entire inner being of a person. The reign of Jesus Christ, which begins on the inside. The Lord says just a little bit later on in another discussion with some people, the kingdom of God is within you. This is where it starts. The kingdom of God is on the outside, glorious and eternal, but yet the kingdom of God, the reign of Christ starts in your heart and mind. I ask you today, is Jesus Christ Lord of your life? Well, we start with seeds here. How does the Lord describe spiritual things to us? Well, he starts with simple illustrations, folks. Verse 19, the kingdom of God grows inside of us. And I submit to you that it's around our mind. What did the Lord teach us? I won't have you go back there, but we learned it in one of the early stories we saw of the everyday stories. The sower goes out and sows seed and it lands. He scatters it. Please notice in your Bible, the Lord very specifically says... This mustard seed, a man took it, and please notice, it does not say planted it. He took a mustard seed and threw it into his garden. That's what the word is. He threw it. He cast it out there. Sowers sow the seed. They sow it. If, it's, if you have equipment that does it, you farmers, you sow it with equipment. Or you do it by hand, you, you sow the seed. And the seed scatters. And as the Lord taught us, some lands on hard roadside hearers. They don't hear a thing. The devil takes it away. They don't get a thing out of God's word. God's word is the seed. God's word is the seed. And in the word of God is the gospel. The seed is thrown out there and it lands on not only the rough road, but the seed lands and it starts to root, but it doesn't have any roots in it. It can't take the heat and it's gone. Some of the seed lands on uh, lands out there among thorns and the thorns just choke it out. The, the seed can't grow among a thick thorn patch. And that's the cares and worries of this world. And how is your mind today as you're in here? <clears throat> Are you living with a distracted mind as you come to church today? What condition is your mind in? When you think about your life, when you think about, are you, are you spinning today with the cares and worries of this world? Are you worried about this, fretting about that, flurrying here, rushing here? Your life is a mess because you do not have peace in your mind. <clears throat> you see here we discover that the seed of the word of God falls upon people with different kinds of mind conditions. But the Lord said, the good soil, the good hearer, the one who hears <coughs> the word of God, <coughs> excuse me, those who hear it, they hold on to it with an honest, this, I'm just reading from Luke 18, 15. They hear the word of God and they hold on to it with an honest, good heart. I'm asking you today, what condition is your mind in? You see, this isn't just something that has to happen when you get saved. Oh yeah, I've got to have a good heart to get saved. You've got to keep a good heart to grow in Jesus Christ. That's why some of us in this room don't read our Bible because you're too filled up and worried 
the, the thorniness of cares and worries have choked out the word of God. You don't have time for it. You don't set time for it. Why the second you go to bed worrying and thinking about your problems, you worry and toss and struggle with them all night long and you get up with them again and you never stop to pray. You never stop to read the word of God. You just keep on going. No wonder the word of God has no root in your life. No wonder you're filled with all kinds of fears and worries. I have a solution for you. If you will receive the word of God, these seeds in a heart that's open to receive it, repentant of sin, putting aside your sin and receive it as it's, James calls it, implanted in you. Guess what? Something will happen. Growth will begin to happen on the inside and spiritual things will happen like you've never seen before. You see, the word of God when your heart is right, sticks in your mind. Now, I don't have time to develop this too much, but I want to ask you this. You know, have you noticed you've had a great day? Everything's going good. Everything's wonderful. And uh, somewhere along the way, it's either a text or an email or someone says it with their mouth. They say something to you that's very hurtful or uh, very negative. And you know, all the good that you heard today, you've forgotten. And all you can think about, all that comes to your mind are those words that you've just read or heard. It sticks in your mind. I'm asking you today what's sticking in your mind. You see, worries and cares stick in your mind. Oh, a joyfulness. Oh, this is the word of God. And you get excited about it and you read it for about two weeks. And then it's kind of like, okay, I, I can't keep doing this. No, you see, you, you, you're not listening in the right way. And so what sticks in your mind today? What's stuck in your mind? Can you not get over that terrible, horrible statement someone said to you? You see, words and ideas stick in our mind. When you come to understand, you can't get over the, someone who spoke harshly to you, can't get over the words that such and such said about such and such. It's stuck in your mind. I'm asking you what's stuck in your mind. What's stuck in your mind is what's rooted in your mind. The Word of God must take root in our mind. This is where it begins. The Lord said, our Lord said, it's not what you do on the outside that corrupts you. You know what corrupts you? What comes from the inside? Everybody out of their heart, adultery comes out of the heart. Covetousness comes out of the heart. Unkindness comes out of the heart. Unforgiveness comes out of the heart. What's on the inside of you starts in your mind the Lord reminds us like mustard seed, the word of God. This is why it's so valuable for you to hear preaching, for you to be taught, for you to read the word of God. You must, you must experience the seed of the word of God. And within the word of God, we find the glory of the gospel. You see, if you don't have a receptive mind, the word of God does you no good. There must be humility. Some of you come here, you have a lot of Bible knowledge. You're not here to be the checker and the judge of the preacher, you're here to say, what do I have to hear from the word of God as he tries to do the best he can? As the preacher, humility, receptivity, and a willingness. I'm going to do what I've heard today. All of those things will change your mind. You'll be a person with a changed life because this is where the kingdom of God begins to grow inside of you. Because you start thinking about different things. You set your mind on things above. You set your minds on spiritual things. 
you start hearing about the things of the world and all of a sudden you say, you know what, I'm not so interested in that anymore. I'm not so interested in running with that crowd anymore. I'm going to follow Jesus. I'm going to do what the Lord says. I'm going to live in this world and glorify God at business, at school, whoever I'm with, at home, in a way that honors the Lord. Secondly, the Lord says that this mustard seed that was just thrown. So by the way, when you go out sharing the gospel, just cast it out there. Speak to, speak to the stranger you come upon. Speak to the, the, the most dearly loved person you know, someone in your family. Just keep throwing gospel seeds out there. Throw the word of God out there. It doesn't matter how they receive you when you say it. Just keep casting the seed. Because someone cast seed of the gospel into your life at one time and you heard it. You received it and you started to grow. That's where the kingdom of God begins in our life. Secondly, the kingdom of God shelters everyone who trusts in Jesus. Now, wait a minute. This seed grows into a tree. Now, <clears throat> we don't need to worry about it. A mustard seed grows into a bush, a tree bush. Not a giant, enormous oak tree. It's a tree bush. <clears throat> now, before we think that's not important, notice the Lord Jesus quotes for all of those Jews who understood the, the language of the Messiah coming. He quotes from Ezekiel 17. He says that this seed thrown into the garden grew and became a tree. Notice, and he quotes from Ezekiel 17. And the birds of the air nested in its branches. Now, for the sake of time, let me just read you Luke's, uh, Ezekiel 17. Beginning in verse 22, if you can turn quick, it's in your, in your Bible, it's Ezekiel 17, 22. It's a prophecy about the coming of Messiah. Notice, thus says the Lord God, I will also take a sprig from the lofty top of the cedar and set it out. I will pluck from the topmost of its young twigs a tender one, and I will plant it on a high and lofty mountain. On the high mountain of Israel, I will plant it that it may bring forth bows and bear fruit and become a stately cedar. This is what's going to happen in the kingdom of Messiah. And birds of every kind will nest under it. They will nest in the shade of its branches. The Lord Jesus Christ here within this everyday story, this illustration says, I am the Messiah. I am I am that tree that every bird can nest in. You see, the Lord Jesus is our promised Messiah. And there's, there's something unique about a bush and birds. So, boys and girls, I was studying about this this week, and I want, Pastor Mike wants to tell you why birds go to bushes. All right? You came to church, and you're going to... You say to your friends, what did Pastor Mike talk about? Why birds go to bushes? It's a very important thing. All kinds of birds. When you go home today, if you sit out, and you sit out in the backyard, and you notice all kinds of birds go into the bush. All kinds. Little ones, little sparrows, and, and, and blue jays, and red birds, and, and maybe the mockingbird till it runs off all the other ones. And you have them all going in and out of these bushes. Why do they do that? Well, because as I told Brother Dave in the last hour, Brother Dave, preaching's changed a lot. Everything you say, they'll Google and check on you. So I'm just saying, I Googled this. Why do birds go to bushes? First of all, to be protected from predators. It's a good place to hide. 
when I come to know the Lord Jesus Christ, listen, the Lord Jesus becomes my hiding place. He is my refuge. I don't have to worry about the storms of life. Am I speaking to you today? I don't have, I'm, I'm safe. I'm safe in the Lord Jesus Christ, my Lord. Can anybody say amen to that? Oh, but there's shade. We need a place to, we need a place to rest, a shade from the heat of the day. It gets hot. It gets difficult. It's a nesting place, a shady place. And there's even some food on some with the, some of the berries in the bush. You see, the kingdom of God is our place of refuge we find in the Lord Jesus Christ. The Lord Jesus, just before this in your Bible, if you have your copy of God's Word, Luke 13, <clears throat> He's teaching in the, on the Sabbath in a synagogue. Go back to verse 10. So he's there teaching in a synagogue. And there was a woman who was there. Now I want you to think about this. This, this, had, this happened in Jewish church. This happened in Jewish church. If you saw this in church, you'd remember it. The Lord Jesus is teaching in synagogue on Sabbath. And there was a woman, verse number 11, who for 18 years had a sickness caused by a spirit. We don't have the explanation of why or how, but she had a sickness caused by demons. And she was bent double, that is, she was bent over. Like this, she was bent over, double. This is the way she lived her life, bent double. This is the way it is when you are controlled by the devil. This is what it's like to be controlled by your old, your own ways and ruled by self. You're bent double. Bent double. She was in a desperate condition. She could not straighten up at all. Can you imagine living your life bent double? Can you imagine how terrible and hard it would be to eat? How hard it would be to be clothed? How difficult it would be to sleep? She was bent double. She was in terrible condition. But when Jesus saw her, this woman bent double. He called her over and said to her, look at this power. This is the power of the King, the Lord Jesus Christ. Woman, you are freed from your sickness. Notice what the Bible says. And he put his hands on her and immediately she was made erect again and began glorifying God. When the Lord Jesus Christ saves us, He saves us immediately. It's an immediate effect upon us. It changes us permanently and we're never the same. If you know Jesus Christ, you and your spiritual life, much like this woman, have bent double. You've been bent double. Your life has been miserable, but now you've come to know Christ. You heard you, the seeds of the Word of God were planted in you. You came to know Christ and now you live under the protection of God. And like all kinds of birds coming to the bush, all kinds of us in this room, all kinds of people who hear my voice today on recording, all of us out of our own conditions, birds of all kind have come to the bush. We all now are a part of the kingdom of God who have trusted in Jesus Christ. That is very important for you to know. You see, the Lord Jesus always in the gospels did two things at the same time. He preached the good news of the kingdom. He was a preacher. He preached the good news of the kingdom, but he also healed everywhere he went. Let me tell you, 
when we preach the gospel of the kingdom, the power to heal and save us and forgive our sins and to cleanse our lives and our minds and get us out of our old ways of bondage happens to us immediately when we come to believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and live under His Lordship. When the Lord preached the kingdom of God, healing came. It's the same today. The power of God is seen when we call upon the Lord Jesus and like birds of every kind, we nest now. We go to the protection of our King, the Lord Jesus. That's the way you live in the world and you're not afraid. How did Paul say it? If God is for us, you know the rest of it? You want to say it with me? Who can be against us? We better say that again. If God be for us, who can be against us? Turn to your neighbor and say, if God be for us, who can be against us? Go ahead, say it. Thank you. Now we come to the last story. It is leaven. The kingdom of God now like leaven. Sometimes the Lord uses leaven to describe evil and the leaven of the Pharisees. Leaven. Leaven. Now before I get into this, let me say to the, to the ladies of the church <clears throat> who are skilled in these things, uh, I'm available if you want to take some of that leaven from that uh, leaven you've had since the Civil War, whenever you had it, or from the beginning of time in your family and make me some bread. I'm, I would be good to have it. I'll share it with others. I'm just putting that out here. If you're an old, amen, you know what I'm talking about. Butter on it, honey on it. What could we do with some of that right now? It is like leaven which a woman took and hid. Please look at the Lord's words. It's leaven that a woman took and hid in the flour. Notice now, pay attention to the words. Until all the flour was leavened. This is the process of leavening, permeating the dough, all parts of the flour, the dough. You know, you, you want that bread and there it is. Your wife's been making it and it's covered up with that cloth. What's under that cloth? It's hidden. And inside that cloth hidden away in that dough, there's something hidden even within the dough. It's the leaven. It's the leaven. The Lord is comparing the kingdom of God, the reign of Jesus Christ. Listen. To the hidden work of God by the Holy Spirit to help you grow on the inside in Christ's likeness. You see the Lord's words. He says so few words and yet we now take many words to explain these profound spiritual truths. I want you to think about this. The kingdom of God is within you. Luke 17, 21, the Lord says. But what did we hear? Brother Tim said it earlier. God is at work in us. What did Paul say? He who began a good work in you will complete that work. There's something going on inside of you. Listen, there's something growing inside of you. Now I happen to be, among others in our church, a cancer survivor. And I'm grateful for God's healing and for His help. But I'm a cancer survivor. A part of the routine when you become a cancer survivor <clears throat> is that every three months... For at least five years, you have to go see the doctor. And you have to go and have your blood drawn and they put things, put uh, uh, material in your veins and then they put you in a tube so that they can see what's inside of you. If there's any cancer growing inside of you. I've, I've done this for a year now, uh, every three months. And 
I tried to pay the doctor off. I've tried to deal with the doctor. I've tried to threaten him to say, look, I think we're good. There's nothing growing in me. And he says, no, you're going to be here four more years. Have a good day. I'll see you next four months. But you see, it's serious. You want to make sure that nothing's growing inside of you if you have cancer. What's growing inside of you? What's grown inside of you? What kind of growths are inside of you? you have, do you have inside of you ungodliness and corruption? You, you act like a Christian. You pretend you're a religious person. And then you live in an ungodly way. You think no one sees you, but God sees you every day. Where's the work of the Holy Spirit in your life? You see, here's the beauty of this. Paul said, don't get drunk with wine, but be filled with the Holy Spirit. The book of Acts says repeatedly, the disciples were, were continually filled with joy and the Holy Spirit. You see, the reign of the Lord Jesus Christ here, I'm trying to get down to where we, need to, where we live, is seen in whether or not you are living in the power and filling of the Holy Spirit. Do you live a Spirit-filled life? Some of you haven't heard that in a long time. The Lord Jesus said that the reign of God is hidden inside of us. <clears throat> you know how people see if the reign of God, if the rule of Jesus Christ is Lordship's real? By the way we talk, by the way we live, by the way we act, by the things we say, by the places we go, by the people we associate with. You see, this is what comes out on the outside, the fruit <clears throat> is because of what's on the inside that is real. You see the Holy Spirit of God. As many as are led by the Spirit, these are children of God. Are you following the Holy Spirit in your daily life? Are you listening to what the Holy Spirit says for you to do? This is what the Lord Jesus is describing here. What's growing inside of you? Growing hatred? Growing unforgiveness? Growing bitterness, growing cynicism, growing hatred toward others, or growth in the grace and knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. Growth in understanding the truth of God. Growth, as we're praying this month for our church and for each of us, power in your life to overcome sin and say no to it in your life. Consider this today. That the Holy Spirit of God reigns in the inner life of the believer. He affects your mind. He affects your passions. He affects your desires. All of that starts to change what's growing inside of you. Be filled with the Holy Spirit, my Christian friends. If you're empty today, come back. You're saved and you need to confess your sin and allow the Holy Spirit of God to again fill you. What are you filled with? Are you filled with the things of God? Are you filled with with the things of this world, worldly thoughts, godlessness, living like the world or thinking and loving the Lord Jesus. The believer's filled with the Spirit. That's the normal Christian life. We're filled with the love of God. We're filled with the knowledge of His will. We're filled with all the fullness of God. You are the temple of the living God. You're not to take your body and disgrace it, doing sinful things with it when you're filled with the Holy Spirit. So the Lord Jesus tells us that when the kingdom of God is present in our lives, it starts by sticking in our mind. We hear the truth of the gospel. We hear the truths of God's word and it changes our mind. 
We then come to know the Lord Jesus. We're born again and we find our resting place under the Lordship of the Lord Jesus Christ. Just like a bush that every bird goes into. And now, finally, like leaven hidden away in that loaf, it just permeates. The, you can't stop the power of the leavening in the loaf. You cannot stop the real power of God from changing you. If you've been saved, you now are being changed by the power of God. Let that happen in your life. Experience the joy of it. That's why Paul said, Colossians 3, let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts. Who's ruling inside of you today? As we used to say, who's on the throne of your life? Well, what do we remember today as we go? First of all, remember God's word like seeds grow in the mind of everyone who receives it. Anywhere it's shared. That's what we do now. Look, you're going to have a job to go out of here and do it. Share the gospel. Share the gospel with the waitress. Share the gospel with the mechanic. Share the gospel. Share gospel seeds. Say a word from the word of God to every person you come across. And pray that it will stick in their minds that they'll be ready to hear it. God's reign exists where the word of God is implanted. You see, when you receive, that's what James said, receive the Word of God implanted. Now, that's what we've been doing here for 30 minutes. Listening to the Word of God, hearing it, and thinking about what it is. Now, what do you do with what you've heard? Be a doer of the Word and not a hearer only. You see, God's reign in Christ comes in Word and power. The Word of God has power. The Word of God has the power of God to change us. The word of the cross is the power of God to change. That's why we tell people, Jesus Christ died for your sins. Will you repent? Will you come to him and be saved? And finally, God's reign in Christ fills and controls the mind of those who are saved. You see, I want to be filled with the Holy Spirit so that God controls my mind, not me or my circumstances. So where are you today in relationship to your inside person? Are you at peace? Do you experience the joy of God? Are you living under the reign of God, under His protection? And there's such sweet peace and joy in that. Or are you living a tortured life? My friend, come to Jesus. As you come to Jesus, you will experience peace. A lasting peace that never goes away and a growing relationship with God as you live in the kingdom of the Lordship of Christ. What is the kingdom of God like, and to what shall I compare it, the Lord asked. It is like a mustard seed which a man took and threw into his garden, and it grew and became a tree, and the birds of the air nested in its branches. It is like leaven which a woman took and hid in three pecks of flour until it was all leavened. And until we're all leavened, till the Lord is finished with us, we move on in this world sharing the gospel, singing praise to His name, to the praise of the glory of His grace. The Lord is near to the door. He's about to come. And so we pray, come Lord Jesus.